Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 7 of the Caged In podcast. This episode, I will be looking at the film... Peggy Sue Got Married from 1986, the same year as The Boy in Blue came out. This film is directed once again by Francis Ford Coppola. Our main man, Nicolas Cage, is uncle. But before we get into the episode, I just want to um, have a little roundup of things that have been going on regarding the podcast and stuff like that uh so this week i have guested on another podcast which is the tom and steve show uh you can find those guys on twitter and their website is the storm the tom and steve show dot com um yeah, they have a really cool concept where they actually interview podcasters about their process of, uh, first they do technicals, they talk about the equipment that people use, obviously if people want to know that directly from me, always feel free to hit me up and I'm happy to share that information, um, stuff like where podcasters mix their stuff, what um, what sites they use to host the podcast, um, yeah, and then kind of get into more of the reasoning behind podcasting. Uh, it's a really fun chat. Uh, yeah, chat. I'm not going to go into too much about it. Obviously, yeah, if you want to hear that conversation, head on over there. I'm sure you can find it on um, iTunes as well. Um, possibly Stitcher. I'm not sure. Um, other things to talk about is... Uh, I've got a lot of guests lined up for future episodes. Uh, I'll tell you about who a few of them are. I'm not going to go into detail yet on which episodes they'll be appearing on um, as it gets closer to the time of those guests appearing. Some of them aren't actually confirmed for episodes yet, but they are kind of confirmed that they will be on the podcast. So first one we have is... Um, Tom and Todd from the Bitter End podcast. Uh, one of the podcasts I kind of got into when they were at their infancy and kind of have watched those guys grow. So that's going to be really good. Uh, another local podcast based in Brighton. Um, check those guys out there. Um, Bitter End Pod on Twitter. You can find those guys on Facebook and obviously 
all your favourite podcast naps, they're on there. Um, I have the comedian Carl Donnelly lined up. Uh, again, fellow podcaster. Um, I'm actually featured on a special episode of his podcast, which is the Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin comedy podcast. Uh, Carl did a special episode uh, recorded at Brighton Comedia, where he kind of sat down with a few of the fans of his podcast and just had a chat. Our chat kind of revolved around stuff we're into, what we did for work and stuff. Um, both me and Carl are balding men, so that came up, both bearded. So that came up, and yeah, we just chat shit about coffee, dating, all sorts of fun uh, shit. Uh, I have also lined up um, an episode with Those Movie Guys, a podcast I mentioned on here before, an amazing podcast, guys who talk about films, nerd culture, TV shows, comic book-like stuff, Um, yeah, great podcast, check them out again on all of the social medias and they are on iTunes, um, Stitcher and whatnot. And I have another comedian lined up, which is Joe Boar, who I found out about him because he has a great video where he plays a, well, he happens to look like Nicolas Cage. So this one I'm looking forward to because it will be funny to hear someone who has some stories of being mistaken for Nicolas Cage and has a great video uh, online that is yeah, a character he he's playing that jokes about having plastic surgery to look like Nicolas Cage and has this Nicolas Cage obsession. Uh, so very fitting in with this podcast, yeah. Check him out, Joe Boar. Um, other things I want to mention is uh, just, again, the social media aspect of things. Uh, keep up to date with the social media. It's can kind of see the photos and posting and stuff like that i've just got an amazing amazing new photo for the podcast which you'll see on all the apps and stuff like that um which made from a good friend of mine uh, ashley kitchen uh big shout outs to that one <laughs> um yeah so social media at Cajun pod facebook twitter instagram i can't employ you guys enough to check all that stuff out keep up to date like i will respond to any message anyone gives me any emails uh cagedinpod at gmail.com yeah i'll get back to you guys like obviously i'm trying to juggle doing this podcast with working having a social life um spending time with my roommate but i'll do it and yeah another thing is please 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 i can't i can't ask enough um to rate review and subscribe on itunes i know it you're you're listening you're enjoying but those ratings and reviews mean so much like a little so quick to do just leave five star five star rating and just a little review say if you're enjoying the podcast and stuff like that you don't you might you don't have to write much you could just write yeah it's great or whatever um all that stuff counts to help like moving the podcast get the reach out further and further um yeah i'm really like i'm always really excited to see when i look at the stats and statistics for the podcast like uh 
all the places that people are listening like there's places i would never have thought of um i'll just have a little look now where have we got yeah we've got places like el salvador turkey denmark ecuador like that's crazy that's crazy to me to think that there's people um listening in them parts of the world like let alone that anyone's listening so yeah if we can get the reach out even further that would be great um another thing i'm gonna do before i get into this episode again is have a little stint in the cage cage um when it gets to guests coming on i'm actually going to do a leaderboard see which one of my guests can spend the longest inside the cage cage um I feel that will add a fun element to it and kind of give a competitive uh, edge to guests coming on. It's um, not just their comedic chops and their insightful views into the films. It's how much endurance do they have. Like, I might not get many repeat guests if they know that that is a part of it. But what the hell, let's give it a go. Um... So yeah, I'm now going to roll the theme music, and then after that, we'll get into the ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days, watching film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun, valley girl face off an army of one. Deadful Cornell, Lord of War, the Wicker Man, Trespass and so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations. Over the weeks, hear my frustrations. I guess the podcast is about to begin. I'm your host, Petra Plasilevis, and I'm caged in. Hello guys, and I'm going to get into things now then. Uh, This is episode 7 of the Caged In podcast. For those of you who know the premise, you might want to flick forward like a minute or so, but for those of you who don't, this is a podcast where I, your host Petros Patsilovis, will be watching every single Nicolas Cage film, every single frame, every single second, every minute detail so you guys can hear if I go insane. Um, I have rules in place. Um, those rules are no distractions, no expectations, no distractions, phones off, laptops off, nothing. A darkened room, just me and the film, cage to cage, face to face, eye to eye, nothing, nothing but cage. I've just done a few minutes in the cage cage. I'm in the zone. I'm in the cage zone. I'm caged in. And no expectations. If I don't know anything about the film, if I've never seen the film before, I'm not going to look at anything. Not look at any trailers, IMDb scores, Rotten Tomatoes. We'll get into that stuff afterwards. We'll see if my reaction of the film and my take on the film is that of popular opinion or that of a man whose mind has been warped by watching too many Nicolas Cage films. So, that's the rules. That's what I'm about. I'm looking forward to this film. Not only do we have our boy Nick Cage, we've got Kathleen Turner, we've got Jim Carrey in a early role 
I don't think I've ever sent anything of Jim Carrey in the 80s. I'm looking forward to this one, guys. As I said, it's the third time now that Nicolas Cage has been in a film directed by his uncle Francis Ford Coppola. So, so far, the two run-ins we've had have been pretty good. The first time was Rumblefish, but there weren't a lot of Cage in that, so not not indicative of whether Cage's good. And the second time was the Cotton Club. Again, not a lot of Cage. So I'm hoping this time his uncle's a bit more favourable of him. Maybe he's putting him to the sidelines because he doesn't want to look like he's giving any favouritism to his family. But all that we will find out when we watch the film. So, let's get ready. I'm going to get my feet up. I'm going to turn my phone off. And I'm going to get raging with Cage. So, there we have it, guys. Peggy Sue Got Married has now been seen by my two eyes. I've ingested and digested what this film has to say. And what does it have to say? Well, let's start off with what happens in this film. It's a pretty easy, quick premise of the film. It starts off with... um, Peggy Sue getting ready for a high school reunion. The year is 1985, and she you realise that her ex-husband is raging cage uh, as he's on the TV in an advert for a discount electronics store. Um, she turns up to the high school reunion, sees all her old pals. She's worried that everyone's going to be asking her questions of how comes it never worked out with Charlie who's played by Cage, because they were high school sweethearts and people expected them to be together forever. Love's young dream. It hasn't played out that way. Um, She gets nominated as the prom queen and wins. And upon on the stage, she is... uh, with a, another fellow student called Richard, who was a nerd at school, but has managed to cause, uh, create massive technological advances in computers and stuff like that, and is an inventor. And um, he lets on that he didn't like a lot of the people he went to school with because they all picked on him, but look how he's turned out. Um. He And he says to Peggy, you were always nice to me. Um, which I think comes to play a bit later on in the film. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, so yeah, she gets prom queen. And upon upon doing so, she faints. And that's when we get the main bulk of the film. Which is a real nice, simple premise she wakes up with the mind of her 1985 self but in a 1960 body um it's not played by anyone else still played by Kathleen Turner but it's almost in the same vein of films like Freaky Friday kind of those 60s uh 
body swap films and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's kind of, we just see scenes of her having like trials and tribulations. She's trying to get her head around to the fact that she has gone back, that she's living in there. She thinks she might have died. Uh, so she's getting drunk. Obviously, she still feels like she's um, 25 years older than she actually is. Um, yeah, she at the time is going out with Char- uh, yeah, Crazy Charlie, as he's known in the future, but this time, just Charlie, our boy, Nicolas Cage. Um, she's still going out with him, and they split up pretty early on, because she knows it's not going to pan out well. She knows that, obviously, he's going to break her heart later on in life, get with someone else. Um, you kind of get a lot of scenes of this kind of thing, like her battling with the idea that she is back in this time. She says to her math teacher, well, I don't need algebra, because I know in the future that it's not going to not going to help me and um she befriends Richard and tells him that she's actually from the future and they come up with a plan to um invent stuff that would have been invented that was massive kind of it almost gives you the idea that she planted the seed in him then and maybe this happened was meant to happen all along that's kind of what I got from it um yeah she goes um she goes to a party uh with Cage because obviously they're going out and we see Cage and his band perform. Secure. Maybe you could shut up for a while and show some compassion. Are you for real? I don't know what you just said to her, but I wish I'd said it. I During the time that the band are playing, um, she says, uh, Peggy that is, says, oh, isn't he cute and stuff like that. And you realise maybe she's falling into the same old trap that it's just a cycle that she can't get out of, that that was almost predestined no matter what she does. Or is this the child? Is this what happened anyway? Is this chunk of her life lived from an older perspective um i feel like it's open a lot to interpretation but yeah i'm i found this really fun and interesting film um the band consists of cage um jim carrey and two guys who you'll never introduce to uh, they're just in flashy jackets they look pretty swish if i do say so myself um one thing I've got to mention is Cage has a fucking mental voice. Yeah, his talking voice in this is crazy. Um, here's a little clip of it. I've got the hair. I've got the teeth. I've got the eyes. Oh, Peggy, look outside that window. I've got the car. I'm the lead singer. I'm the man. 
Why are you arguing with me? It's over, Charlie. Since watching the film, I've uh, done a little research and seen that Franz Ford Coppola actually gave Nicholas Cage free range into what he did with the character. So this kind of squeaky voice that he puts on, um, he just runs with it. It's fucking hilarious. I don't think it's meant to be, but it's fucking great. Um, yeah, in my notes, I just kept writing, like, what the fuck is up with his voice? <laughs> um, so, yeah, after this, uh, after the party, Peggy Sue and him smooching his car. Classic, classic old, like, teen film fair. Uh, she says, let's, let's sleep with each other. Which, again, this one, sorry, this episode's a bit clip heavy, but I've just got to play this quick clip here. Charlie, let's make love. What? You mean sex? <laughs> intercourse. You want to have intercourse? Last weekend, you said. What time is it? Holy cow. It's late. A lot of things have happened since last weekend. But you were the one who said we should wait, and you were right. We should wait till we get married. Well, I, I know I must have believed that one, but when I said it, but oh, doesn't Lucky Chucky want to come out? Huh? No. Your love machine. Your throbbing thrill hammer. Your thing. You mean my wang? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fucking great. Um, <laughs> after after this, um, they don't have sex. Sorry, guys. Uh, but he he gets annoyed because obviously he doesn't really understand what's going on. She's blowing hot and cold, and he's like, uh, like yeah, he gets pissed off. Um, he drops her off. She ends up going to have a coffee and a donut with a guy who. In the first scene, when she's at the high school reunion, says, um, "Ah, he's the he's the only other guy I would want to have slept with at school. Uh, he's this kind of beatnik, uh, really into Jack Kerouac and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's kind of intense and stuff like that. And was kind of in a scene earlier in the English class was slagging off um, Hemingway and stuff like that." Um, they have a they have a coffee and uh, they end up going on his motorbike whilst they're riding off Dolores, bit of a bitch. Um, she gets she 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 cops an eyeful and uh, you know trouble is going to be brewing. But yeah, they kind of go up into the um, into the hills. Kind of he's he's just being really pretentious and that kind of yeah everyone's met that kind of guy. I don't know I was probably that guy at school. Uh, who what are you gonna do about it? Um, and yeah, they end up they end up making love under the stars. It's quite a quite a tender moment in the film. Um, and the next day, Peggy Sue goes to Charlie's work. I'm not really too sure why. Um, I think kind of try and figure out what is actually going on. Um, and then we see her chatting to Richard where they're kind of still trying to come up with inventions of stuff that has been invented that they can 
make now to obviously beat when they actually came out and uh one of the things they do is she goes into a lingerie shop and says do you have any pantyhose uh which I believe are tights uh yeah and they say i don't even know what you're talking about so she goes home and starts um making a prototype which is a plot line we actually never see the end of so that kind of i don't know i even fucking told you guys because that ends there um so her pals come round to her house uh she hides the pantyhose and they ask so what happened with richard last night because dolores has spilled the beans dolores that bitch um she kind of explains it obviously she's got the head and she's got the she's got the head on her shoulders of a lady who's 25 years her senior so she's kind of not really she doesn't see the big deal of it obviously the teenage mind everything is a massive fucking deal so they kind of like make big a big thing of it um and then she asks them like oh maybe we'll hang out tonight like hey saturday it's date night. Of course, we're not going to hang out just the gals. Um, but obviously, yeah, they're not to know that it's all bullshit. Chasing fellas ain't what it's all about, girls. It's a little life tip for you. It's a life tip for you fellas as well. It's not all about the girls. Just do what makes you happy. Um, yeah, and then we get a scene. Um, I actually played the clip, the first clip I played of charlie having a go saying he's got the hair he's got the teeth i think the teeth are affecting your voice mate and um really need to get them checked the fuck out uh he creeps into her room like fucking nosferatu (laughs) out of nowhere kind of like says we need to have a chat in the basement as if creeping in for a window wasn't creepy enough we have a chat in the basement we all know basements are bad we all know they're scary we've all seen the furnace from home alone a chat in the basement we've seen a lot of stuff basements aren't a good place to be having a chat like scary fucking shit down there um i wouldn't go down to a basement on my oh yeah (laughs) especially if nick cage climbed in my window at night and said i want to have a chat with you in the basement i'd be like nick we're doing it here or we're not doing it at all I'm a bit pissed off that obviously you've climbed through my window at um, three o'clock in the morning. Could this not have been a text message or a WhatsApp or maybe even an email? Maybe um, just leave a voicemail for me. No, I'm not having a chat with you in the fucking basement. Um, Yeah, he loses his shit really uh, and drives Peggy Sue away into the arms of another man. This man being michael and they kind of sit down and have a chat about what they're gonna do after high school has ended and he has this grand plan to move to utah and meet up with this woman he met last summer and she should come along the women should raise chickens he can write fill his passions onto the page and uh form some weird polygamous relationship not the polygamous relationships are weird guys i just mean in the context of this film he's pretty weird it sounds pretty weird she's not really into it and she says to him like i'm sure you're going to be a great writer you should do that maybe one day you'll remember me and that night under the stars remember that 
it's a key thing. Um, and in this bar, there's a R&B band playing, like a kind of doo-wop solely band. And who comes on as guest frontman? You got it, guys. Raging Cage. He's crooning. He's swinging. He's not sounding as mental as when he speaks in the film. He's pretty good. Um, his singing career, though, isn't going great because you see a quick scene of him and the uh, promoter or some bigwig in the music industry saying, um, 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 I don't think it's really going to work out. Um, the next morning, again, uh, I think part of the reason Peggy Sue wasn't really interested in Michael was there's she seems to be drawn to Charlie, even though you have all the weirdness, all the creeping in through the window, the talks in the basement, the kind of flying off the handle, like... He doesn't quite understand it all yet. He is heart set on his music. He says he's not going to work in the electrical store for the rest of his life. Obviously, she knows differently. She's from the future, so she knows that is where he ends up. And she makes a point that his failed music career, he got bitter and put it upon her. Um, so yeah, the next day she turns up to see him with a song that she's written, uh, which turns out to be, um, the Beatles, uh, I love you, you know, I love you, yeah, 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 I love you, yeah, 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 which he, um, he, he, he actually changes the lyrics to, he says, I've changed all the years to O's, so, um, his version is a bit more like, I love you, oh, 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 I love you, oh, 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 um, yeah, I think, yeah, that was pretty bad than playing a clip. You get my terrible singing rendition of that. Then we see a kind of pivotal moment with Peggy Sue saying goodbye to Richard. Um, she says that she got pregnant on her 18th birthday, and her 18th birthday is tomorrow. Out of nowhere, there's been no mention of it up to this point. But her 18th birthday is tomorrow and she feels like she needs to change the course of things. Richard says, let's change it. Let's get married. She says she doesn't want to be that. She doesn't want to see Peggy Sue got married. That's what she's known as. She got married really young because of because of uh, yeah, the pregnancy. Uh, so she says, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go stay with my grandparents for the weekend. Um, lets down old uh, Charlie KG weird voice fella uh, he gets annoyed uh, she goes to see her grandparents it's kind of quite a weird surreal setting it's kind of like quite hazy it's yeah it's a very it's a very atmospheric moment and kind of almost feels otherworldly when she's with her grandparents and she she she's totally honest to them about how she feels, they kind of, you're not sure whether they believe her or not, or kind of just going along with their teenage granddaughter, she's very, very pleased to obviously spend time with them, because in the 25 years that have passed, she now knows that they pass away, so is very thankful for their company, that's the word I was looking for, um, her Grandad, though, is part of some type of Masonic, Stonecutters-style um, 
group of fellas who wear some funny weird hats and they believe they can change her back well send her back to the present time uh in doing so they do this uh performance performance that's ceremony that's probably more fitting of a word for it uh where they kind of put a thumb they put their thumbs on each nostril and have their hands i'm trying to trying to explain this in podcast form probably is not great they have so their right hand they have the thumb of the right hand on the right nostril and the thumb of the left hand on the left nostril so the thumbs are overlapping and then they have the fingers waving so it's kind of like in your face uh yeah try it at home try it at home um if you do it get, get someone to do a boomerang and send it to me that'd be fucking great uh I, yeah i'll put it on i'll put it on instagram actually i'll put it on all the social media i'll do a boomerang of me doing the funny face from that sequence so any of you guys who have listened to this episode um or know it's about i'm gonna leave it a bit cryptic yeah people who don't know will think i'm fucking mental if they don't already um during the ceremony the lights flicker and when they come back on she's gone and you're like wow fuck the old geezers the old masons have done it haven't they they've bloody sent her back to the future um no they haven't charlie has come in and kidnapped her because he's a stand-up guy isn't he he's not not a weirdo he doesn't climb in your window at night and have a chat with you in the basement i actually know he fucking does and he's pretty pretty weird um yeah they have a chat in a, a greenhouse where he says that's it i'm done with the music let's get married and um they have uh, a moment where she is presented with a locket and when opening it, she's like, wow, you've got the locket with our kids, pictures of our kids in it. She's like, his response is, no, I got that locket from your mum. They're not our kids. What do you mean? Like, they're me and you as babies. And obviously, in a way, that's what their kids are. They are an amalgamation of the both of them as babies. Yeah, that's how, that's obviously how that works i don't think you need me to tell you and i don't think i'm qualified to really talk about that type of thing and this kind of has like a a realization in her it's kind of like it's le- everything was leading her to this moment because they kind of fall to the floor inside the greenhouse start kissing i assume have sex and i assume it puts everything back in to the way it was supposed to be because in this moment, it then goes to her in the hospital and she had had an irregular heart pattern and that's it. She's she's back in 1985 and um, Charlie has been there the whole time in the hospital. And she explains, briefly explains what has happened. Well, no, 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 she, no I don't think she does, sorry. Um she does or she doesn't i don't know it it doesn't really matter um says there's loads of people like loads of people have left flowers and stuff like that and she's like 
Charlie says, so it's really weird, this guy that we went to school with, Michael, has uh, left this book for you and it's dedicated to you. And it says, to Peggy Sue and a starry night. Which in this moment, obviously I thought when she'd woken up it would be the classic, which was kind of dreading like the, and it was all a dream ending, um, which it could have, it could well be. Um, there's a few things that make me think otherwise, um, or it's very open to interpretation. I'm not sure if it's a really cool shot or it kind of is something that's supposed to keep the audience guessing, but uh, Charlie leans in for a kiss and on his way out, the camera pans out and it almost comes through a mirror and then into the room again with obviously the reverse image of what you've seen but it is like is that supposed to be a signal to us that it's a story like it's a story playing out in that mirror in a kind of that isn't what happened and this is all a dream of what have happened in the moment she was in a coma and obviously it had a terrible ordeal with her heart beating regularly. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any theories on it, obviously Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at CajunPod. Shoot me an email, CajunPod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll just, yeah. I, I don't know, like, I don't know on that one what is the thing. But that is the end of the film. So let's get a bit more into kind of what the fuck did I think about it? Um, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed this. As I said in the rundown of the film, it was very reminiscent of films like um, the original Parent Trap, Freaky Friday. Um, there's a few others. And the mum as well is someone who is featured in... I want to say she's in the original Freaky Friday. Uh, she's definitely maybe in the original series of bewitched but that just like obviously i imagine france ford coppola would have done that on purpose because yeah it has just got one of those i believe those films made by disney it's got very much a reminiscent feel of those types of films um cage on the other hand was coming in from god knows where and but this has excited me because this has seen the first time we've seen nicholas cage given free reign and i believe that is when this podcast is going to get interesting when we see him in creative control of his characters because up until this point i very much feel like he has been molded and he has been directed whereas oh sorry about that um he has been directed whereas from this point on i feel like we're going to see a lot of things where they're hiring him because he's Nick Cage. They're hiring him because he's got two levels of playing. He's got a weird voice. I don't know what that was. That sounded like backwards talking from Twin Peaks. Um, but yeah, or kind of, yeah, 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 man. Like up there, you've like, there, there's no in between from this point on. I don't reckon, I don't reckon we're going to get any nuanced performances like stuff that we've got. So far, I feel like this is when the reigns cage. No pun intended, guys. He's been let out of the cage. He's fucking. He's going loose. He's rabid. He is wild. 
and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Can't wait to get stuck into these films where he's just fucking mental. Um, as for other performances film, Kathleen Turner, fucking great. Um, if you don't recognise the name, uh, she's probably best known for a lot of people for playing Chandler's dad on Friends. Like, I hate I hate to say that, really, because she's fucking a great actress, and I don't know, Friends, yeah. That, she's fucking great in this. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch Peggy Sue Got Married. It's great. Um, Jim Carrey, not really in it. Um, obviously, this isn't about Jim Carrey. Um, maybe in a later season I'll do him. Maybe I won't, because he's done a lot of good films not that much shit so it wouldn't be that fun to do and wouldn't be that torturous um actually yeah what i'm saying he's done a lot of shit (laughs) but yeah i probably won't do that one but um yeah he's not really in it um eh, doesn't really matter like i was just glad we got cage at his cajun best um now I'm going to have a quick look at what the internet is saying about this film. So we've heard what I have to think about it. Let's look at the professionals, the IMDb score, the Metacritic and the Rotten Tomatoes. So we've got some good news, we've got some bad news guys. Um, We've got an IMDb score. We've got a Rotten Tomatoes score, but there's not a Metacritic score for this film. But on good news, we got the Roger Ebert score. Obviously, a world-renowned uh, movie critic, so I'm sure his his view, a lot of you, will probably rate. Yeah, it's kind of universally known as he is the man to go to in ratings for films. I also quickly checked out. Um, it is Barbara Harris who plays the Mark Peggy Sue's mum, and yes, also played the mum in Freaky Friday. So I don't think it's a coincidence that this film had elements that were reminiscent very much to Freaky Friday films of that era, kind of Parent Trap era films. If you know what I mean, this kind of a kind of thing in sixties cinema that this had a lot in common with not that just that it was set in the 60s but the kind of story the kind of yeah going back in time time travel almost but you're in your old body you know what i mean guys so let's get on with it the rotten tomato score 85 percent that's pretty good like uh i can't remember what the film was last it was like 45 or 56 like this is a good upswing. This is a higher class of film than we got in The Boy in Blue. Um, I enjoyed this a lot. This is kind of... Hey, Roger Ebert, move aside. God rest in peace. Um, Petrospat Service has taken over, guys. Like, I called it. I called it. I said this is a good, fun, enjoyable film. Um, IMDb, 6.3 out of 10. Again, could be worse. Could be a lot worse score. And Roger Ebert, four out of four, baby. Yes. Yes. See, 
these films are not polluting my mind. I can still pick a winner. <laughs> I don't know if that is going to be the case moving forward. So that's our lot for Peggy Sue Got Married. Peggy Sue has been put to bed. Now on to what is coming up. What have we got next? Um, so over the next few episodes, next episode we'll have Raising Arizona from 1987. I'm looking forward to this one, guys. The Cohen Brothers I've seen it once before, can't remember it, but I've got a feeling it's going to be good. Then we've got Moonstruck, uh, Nicolas Cage and Cher. I actually watched an interview earlier saying that it was his performance in Peggy Sue Got Married that made Cher want him in that film. So we're going to get a bit more of that nutso Cage I'm hoping so, you're hoping so, because the more mental he gets, hopefully the more mental I get. (laughs) And then after that, never on a Tuesday. Never ever heard of it. Never on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. I've never heard of that film. So, again, going in. Open mind. Um, After that episode, I'm probably going to do a... 10 episode roundup so what have we learned so far probably not a lot (laughs) but yeah I think I might take a IQ test uh, at that point and then every 10 take one Um, obviously I should have taken one at the beginning but it wasn't an idea I didn't I didn't think about it but now I thought about it so yeah after the first 10 I'm gonna take an IQ test to see if this makes me stupid uh, or if this i don't know somehow makes me more intelligent i don't think it's gonna do that um and then we have the first episode of a guest episode 11 will be vampires kiss and i cannot fucking wait for this one um the two times i've done the cage cage the vampires kiss sequences that are very famously known the i'm a vampire i'm a vampire and the a b c d scene feature heavily a lot of clips on that film do it is very much well quoted and a real dive into insanity from nicholas cage so maybe this will be one that will loosen a few screws in my mind um i'm as of yet to get a guess for that one but i've got one or two people in mind that i'd love to get on that it's the first people i actually watch the film with so that'd be kind of cool um yeah i'll let you know once i've discussed it with those guys and got that in place i'll announce that maybe in the next episode or the one after who knows guys gonna leave it there for episodes got coming up because i feel like that's nice little bite-sized chunk of films that you have to look forward to hearing me talk about um the dynamic will obviously be different once i've guessed in 
and it will be fun lots of fun uh constantly talking to people of getting them on um the podcast which is great uh i'm amazed that uh yeah carl dunley of the uh carl dunley and chris martin company podcast actually agreed to come on um that's going to be real fun um real funny comedian check him out he's constantly doing dates um a lot of time in london and up and down the country obviously um have a look on his social media uh check him out on twitter he's at carl donnelly um yeah and obviously check out their podcast as well it's fucking great as i said um in the intro i actually feature on a special episode of that which is called carl on tour brighton so yeah check that out subscribe to them um and obviously subscribe to this podcast guys um yeah i always say it but it really it, re- it really does help like i don't i'm not sponsored for this um i get no no money for doing this i'm just literally doing it out of that i would say the love of my heart but <laughs> that might not be true just a little thing i'm finding this really fun um I kind of had this idea and as I explained when I was on the um Tom and Steve show uh podcast just I just I had this idea I thought it'd be fun and it is fun so I've just rolled with it but obviously yeah if if we could get out to more people that would be great so obviously iTunes rate review and subscribe like I know every podcast says that like I don't know, check out ch- check out some other podcasts guys like i constantly listen to um hardcore listing with uh Stu and chris it's amazing it's a new podcast uh as i said the carl donnelly and chris martin comedy podcast again like hilarious um distraction pieces for scroobius pip um as i've mentioned on the podcast before I've tried to get pip on the podcast didn't work out but who knows maybe in the future i'll i'll pest the power i'll i'll do, i'll do a cage i'll creep in his window at night and say hey mate let's have a chat in the basement um i'm not gonna do that if anyone um listening please do not tweet scroobius pip saying someone on a podcast has threatened to climb in your window at night because that's not what i'm gonna do um yeah what uh who else do i listen to obviously Richard Herring, Leicester Square podcast, dip into that. Uh, Ramesh Ranganathan, Hip Hop Saved My Life. Yeah, check out all of these podcasts, guys. Um, the bitter End as well. Ugh, can't forget those guys. They're amazing. I'm currently trying to line up which film they're going to come and do because that is something we haven't um, discussed yet. And another couple of shout-outs podcasts is... Obviously, those movie guys, they shut me out a fair few times, and they're great. I'm really getting into their stuff. Like, it's kind of, if you don't, if you can't be bothered with all the constant trailers that are posted online, you don't want to sift through them all, they'll tell you if they're good or not. They'll tell you if the films, like, look exciting and stuff like that. I tell you, kind of really passionate guys and really love films and they're doing it yeah they're check out them check out them those movie guys podcasts and last but definitely not least um sort of ghostly podcast uh 
<laughs> it's fucking great. Um, it's recorded by a friend of mine and yeah, uh, two friends of mine. Sorry, yeah, I was just saying that because they don't really know Murphy that well. But um, yeah, it's James Hunt and Murphy, and they do a podcast kind of talking about ghosts, not so much debunking it, not so much pro ghosts, but just talking about the wonderful world of ghosts and ghost hunters and it's fucking hilarious so check those guys out on itunes as well well guys as usual i've been your host petrus patsilvis i've been caged in you've been rad see you next time bye I don't think so, you know. Uh, it happened, but not with you. It's, uh, believe me when I tell you, maybe it's the material, but it can't happen. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> I also want to suck your Twinkie. Your love machine? Your throbbing thrill hammer? Your thing? You mean my wang? <laughs> oh, God. You mean my wang? Bye bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 